Hey guys, just wanted to let you know about our upcoming live show of Worst Ever Podcast on Sunday, April 29th at 7.30 p.m. with special guest Danielle Fischel. Very exciting. You know her from Boy Meets World and also Girl Meets World. And if you were a teenager in the 90s, you either wanted to be friends with her or she was probably your first crush. So come see us live, do what we do before you hear the podcast here. It all takes place at the fabulous Gary Marshall Theater in Burbank, California. Across from the Bob's Big Boy. I mean, hello. Go have a milkshake and then come see us. Again, that's Sunday, April 29th at 7.30. Tickets can be found at GaryMarshallTheater.org. That's G-A-R-R-Y-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L Theater.org. And you'll want to go down to the very bottom where it says 2017-2018 season. Click that and go to calendar and you can buy your tickets right online there. We hope to see you then. The worst moments of our life. Hey girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition How bad can it be? <laughs> when we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I am your host, Christine Lakin. And with me today is... Stephen Ray Morris. I'm back. Hi, Stephen Ray Morris. You're back as my co-pilot today. I love it. I mean, I think Allah was onto something with that crazy cat lady in his building. <laughs> who was just meowing at people. I was just like... I'm, I'm with you, lady. I'm with you. <laughs> I wondered, yeah, because like, you weren't here last week. He was here. Now he's off in Texas stumping for someone politically. He, I don't even think he knows what he's doing. He's just with Alyssa, and she's on a mission, as we all know, which is amazing. Yeah. And he's like, I have to go to Texas, but I'm doing it for the miles. He's like reverse Batman. He yeah. just leaves us to go do something, actually. Like, I mean, we're doing, we're doing good things here, too. We're trying, man. We're doing what we can. But yeah, he's the funny thing is, it's like the amazing race. He's literally just doing it for the miles. I His mean, Fitbit's off the charts on this one. <laughs> it really is. He's just I actually trying to thought get about those. getting one of them. A Fitbit? Yeah. Do you think it's useful? I don't. I've never done it. I mean, oh, okay. my mother has. Um, although I've been seeing these ads on TV for the Apple Watch, like how it's literally changed people's lives. <laughs> and it's like saved their life and stuff. I never thought I wanted an Apple Watch, but now I kind of feel like I do. Well, and they're starting to look good now. Like before it was just like you had like a like an old laptop on your <laughs> wrist and it like right. weighed you down. Yeah. Now they're starting to get like stylish. So And you can do different bands. I like that too. Yeah. Did you ever have a calculator watch? No, but I was somebody that w- liked to get the watches like from Burger King and like wear like all the collectible watches on Hell my yeah, arm. Hell yeah, you did. I see that. I see that in you, Stephen. That was just such a, I feel like a lot of shows in the 90s had people, even in the 80s too, had people wearing like like Casio watches, but had, oh, yeah. it was like a style to wear. I actually saw somebody at Target yesterday wearing two beanies at once, and I was like, hmm. Two beanies. I was like, it's cold in LA right now, but it's not that cold. That No, that's a definite style choice, for sure. Are you liking this weather that it's a little colder? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thriving. You feel like you can, thriving, you feel like you can just, I mean, I saw your post last night. You were wearing like a blanket around your shoulders. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had a hat on. You were just so cozy. I had an electric blanket. Oh, Stephen. Living my best life. Living your best life. What do they call that? What's the um, Swedish thing for cozy, comfy? What's it called? Uh, you gotta Google that. It's called like, oh God. like oh, it's like one of those words that doesn't have like an English equivalent. Yeah, um, yeah, I love those words. They're, I know, but I don't have Swedish meatballs. That's the, that's the first thing that comes. No, up. it's not cacao, but it's another word that I love to say. Swedish word for 
cozy. cozy. Oh, that was the first thing that came up. Cozy. Uh, my my sit. My sit. No, like, that's, that's not, not it. it. Oh, Higgy, hmm. Higgy, Higgy, Higgy. That's what it is. Oh H-Y-G-G-E. yes, there we go. The year of Higgy, the Danish obsession with getting cozy. There's an article from the New Yorker Danish. that came up. There you go. So you well, were so Higgy last night. Oh, I was so high and Higgy. Are you liking the cold weather? Are you bundling up Georgia like all nice and like when oh, she goes out? I, I'm loving because she has a um, she has like a Sherpa looking Sherpa a shearling looking um, uh, vest. From Patagonia Ooh. that a friend of mine got her that works for Patagonia. So it's, it's very special to me. And like literally I think this is the last moment for her to wear it. And now it got cold again. So I mean yeah, yeah every day I'm zipping her up in that thing. She looks like she's about to go outward bound. I mean go it's real, real cute. Real journey out in the woods. Yes. Definitely. Oh my god. Uh, all right. Well we should get on to our guest today. Our guest this week on the podcast is my friend an actress, you would know her from many 90s and early 2000s hits. Um, most notably, she was Gia, and still is Gia, on Full House and Fuller House. She made guest appearances on Step by Step. You would know her from The Practice. You would know her from Whatever It Takes, Dude Where's My Car. I could go on and on. She's also just been on Hollywood Darlings. Marla Sokolov, hey. welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Um, so... <laughs> Your dogs love me. I know. Sorry. Don't don't listen to them. They're actually, you know, their their opinions don't matter. Um, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy to be here. So I was doing some research on you. Oh. I was. I know. I was. That's always a little scary. I went to a K hole okay. googling. That's weird when you start googling your friends just to make sure you know all the things. Everything. You know? Yeah. And then I'm not missing anything. Um, I didn't realize you started acting at like 12. Yeah. I did very for, young. for some reason like always assumed I guess just because of like Beverly and Jody people start when they're like four. Oh, so you're saying that that's like old I was past you my were prime very old yeah no. <laughs> no no I just like didn't realize that because um, usually sometimes people are doing a lot of commercials or whatever it totally. is before they get a TV show but yeah. that Full House was like your first it was job. my first thing I you know I grew up in San Francisco so there wasn't many opportunities to be you know on camera there so I did a lot of theater and then an agent had come to see a play I did in San Francisco and said to my mom you should definitely like get her an agent and my mom was not into it at all. So we put it off and put it off. And then finally I broke her down and she said, okay, you can have one pilot season mm-hmm. in LA. And I came down for a month and got Fuller House or Full House. I'm wow. getting so confused with these names. I know. It's all right. It's it's almost the same show. Yeah. It definitely has a lot of the same fans. Exactly. So okay. Exactly. But um, I, yeah, I mean, it still kind of blows my mind that I was like able wow. to do that because now if that were to happen... <laughs> be sitting in, in an Oakwood apartment by myself yeah <laughs> a very long time um that's great and it's so funny because I feel like you're such a sweetheart and so much of your early career you always played these kind of like bad girls totally like resting bitch face yeah. I'm in the bathroom I'm gonna try to get you to smoke I mean I 100% like, have a resting bitch face that's just like I cannot help it but um I did think it was really funny that I kept getting these like bad girl roles roles like it didn't make sense yeah I mean on step by step I know I'm trying to remember I think I was nice I remember I had to kiss didn't you have to Chris. kiss Mark no yeah wait well Mark? Chris Castile okay yeah yeah okay um I had to kiss him but I don't know why was it a? Par- I feel like we were having a party. That sounds familiar. And the parents were out of town. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And How he, do we find this out? I don't know. I can't remember my life. 
I've tried before to find like still photos from being on that show because it would be, you know, people yeah. on Instagram like love when you flash back to that kind of stuff, but it doesn't exist. Well, Stephen's doing some research right now. I can oh, see his fingers gonna find flying. It. He's gonna find it. Um, I hope he can find something. That's it's so funny. Um, so that's when Marla and I first met, mm-hmm. but we really became friends years later when we did a, a movie together, a little known movie, teen comedy, <clears throat> called Whatever It Takes. Yep. And that was really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, the first um, title of that was I'll Be You. And oh, then they changed right. it. Yes. Yeah. You have such a good memory. I don't know why I remember. I, I remember really unimportant details. <laughs> but like you don't know what George is doing like yeah, tomorrow. No, no I don't <laughs> I remember the schedule at all. But I remember that. Um, that was really fun. And all the people that were in this movie, we've both posted like some TBTs of this, of the cast from this movie. But it was insane. Um, yourself, Shane West, James Franco. Colin Hanks. Oh yeah, Colin Hanks. Um, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, people. I mean. And I would hang out with Shane and Aaron after, I hung out with them for several years after because they were roommates. Let me ask you a question because this is important and I ask every 90s girl. Did I kiss him? Yeah. Shane? 100%, right? No, I didn't. (gasps) You didn't? I didn't. You might be the only one. I might who came be. It within his, you know, reach. Darn! How I did he not get you? Done it while I had the chance. He should have locked that no. down. <laughs> um, no, I always thought he was very cute, and we always flirted a lot. But I had a boyfriend, and I was very. You did have a boyfriend? You guys like? Did you live together? Um, we didn't, but we did pretty much. I, I mean, he was your, over your all the time. Townhouse on ledge. Yes, on ledge. See, my memory is kind of weird too. That's really good. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Yeah, so I was a, you know, I was a good girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like hanging out with them, and um, and that was just a fun time. I mean, yeah. it was like summer camp. I feel like we were totally. We were just on that set forever. It was a very long shoot. Was it's it a in very the long shoot? I feel like spring, something yeah. like that. Because yeah. I remember I had to like. I think I had to get out of UCLA. <laughs> like I was mm-hmm. in school and I think I had to, I had to drop out of the semester, the quarter because I was just going to miss too much school. Yeah. Steven, go for Steven. Found the description. Stop it. 13 with a bullet. Yes. And, and Patrick Sounds Duffy, so, okay. Patrick Duffy directed this episode. Oh, um, okay. Go Patrick Duffy. And he wrote it along with uh, Bob Rosenfarb. It aired on January 28th, 1994. Oh, and that's a long time ago. <laughs> Mark, who's celebrating his 13th birthday, develops a huge crush on a pretty classmate, Marissa, as played by you, uh, Marla. He dances with her, gets his first kiss during a game of spin the bottle, and sends her flowers. There you go. And then she rejects him. See? And that was the episode. You're nice, but then you're not. Then I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not that nice. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Let's see if you can't dig through some photos there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Same, I want to find some images. That's, that's the fun images. stuff. Sharing yeah. it on Instagram. And- <laughs> Absolutely. We need a few for the desktop. Maybe a wallpaper if you can spare it. Um, okay. But before that, was the practice? Um, before whatever it takes? Yes, I was already on the practice. Maybe for like a year. It hadn't been too long that and I had been on it. You joined in... Were you there the first season? No, I think I came in in their third season, okay. or maybe halfway through the second. Lucy Hatch. Lucy, Lucy Hatcher. 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 Thank Hatcher. you, Lucy Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what and how many years was that? Um, uh, I did it for almost five. Wow. Yeah, and they went seven ish. Amazing. Yeah. What was that experience like? You know what? It was incredible, and when I look back on it now, I think to myself, like, I hope I appreciated it a lot, you know, or as much as I should have. I know I did. Like, every day, so grateful to go to work. Everybody on the show was amazing. Um, Yeah, I 
loved it. You know, we were working for like a brilliant writer and it was awesome. Such a great, I mean, I think when people ask me what my favorite job was, I say that because, and I'm a creature of habit. Like I like going to the same place every day and seeing the same people and having a family at work. For sure. Knowing what your crafty is like. (laughs) (laughs) Them fulfilling my needs because they know what I want to eat. No, there's something really, I mean, it all sounds like such BS and it, I mean, I guess it is, but in a weird way, I mean, even on Step by Step, we had this wonderful craft services person, Inger, she was Swedish Hmm. and she always made soups every single day. Great. And she just, you would get there and she'd be like, oh, hello. She wanted me to make a sandwich. Oh, hello. I love you. She was like a mom totally. to all of us. And uh, and she did. She made the best sandwiches and the best soups. Uh, and it, you know, there's just there's those like creature comforts. Yeah. Absolutely. A feeling like it's important when you're at work. It is. When you're, you know, now when you're away from your family and your kids. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I really seek out. Yeah. So how old were you when the practice ended? <clears throat> I want to say it was like 21 or 22. Okay. Because I remember, I, I judge everything by my 21st birthday. I remember <laughs> still being on the show and like we had a big party and some people from the show came. So I do remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would say like 22. Um, and did you, what did you do after that? Did you go to college? Did you? You know, I'm way too dumb to go to college. <laughs> I, <laughs> there's no college that's accepting me. <laughs> um, no, I just kind of like, Kept on going. Kept on you know, going. And it was definitely rough. You know, when you get off a series for a while, I don't know if you experienced this, but, you know, I remember my first pilot season out of the gate, you know, it was, it was, it was hard. Well, it's a shock. Yeah, you exactly. Know, because you go from just going to work every day mm-hmm. and you get very comfortable in your role and you get very comfortable with the writers and comfortable taking direction. And then you're suddenly trying to put on like a million different hats and be all these different characters and memorize all these lines and not really knowing what they're looking for. And so you're just trying to kind of figure it out and run around town and feel like you're just sometimes throwing spaghetti at a wall. You just explained my every day. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty much still the same. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it can be, I mean, it can be very anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Feeling you're trying to just please people all day. Yeah. You have no like feeling of security in what you're doing. Well, I think that's like kind of the buzzword is security. And mm-hmm. I always am jealous of my friends who have normal jobs that they go to. Not that I want that because I, you know, love what I do. But, you know, the friend who like gets up every day, like your husband, like yeah. he knows where he's going every day. You know, right. he has like things lined up. He has more control. Yes. And that's something that definitely gives me anxiety. Oh, for sure. Oh, I feel the same way. I mean, we were talking a couple weeks ago about how I just have a dream of having an office. Like, I'll take a cubicle. It's fine. I just want a place to go and call my own. Yes. And feel like... I totally get that. You know, like I've made it because Mm -hmm. I have a placard. Yeah. (laughs) And like a briefcase. (laughs) Even just, you know, a lanyard with my laminated, (laughs) ugly picture of me. You can just do that when you go into your place. Just like, you know, carry a briefcase. You can have a a laminated system. Maybe I should just get a time clock. Feel Mm -hmm. like I'm punching in every day. You know? Just so I can feel good about 
to myself, life. my life. Yeah. What I, I mean, what I I'm feel doing. like, you know, when you have a job, you're like, I can make lunch plans with you at one because I know I'm going to be done right. for my lunch break and I won't have an audition in the middle of it. Like, right. I just think that seems so freeing. I know. Like, what is that like? It's weird too because to everybody else, having all of this freedom to sort of, you know, you have a day off or you have like one thing, but it's not till four and you have the whole morning. But there's something really weird about being a freelance person and that you, I don't know if you feel this, I feel like I'm constantly hustling to figure out whatever the next thing is. And then when I'm not quote unquote working, I'm still working. I'm, I'm figuring out all the different avenues of my career that I like this week I was on the Goldbergs Monday through Wednesday mm -hmm. choreographing because yeah. that's like another that's thing awesome. that I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, and then, and then of course as it, when it rains, it pours, then stuff comes up and they're like, hi, they'd like to see you for this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm on set. Right. You know, shuffle ball changing today. Right. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Huh? I'm like, mama's got to make a living everyone. hundred percent. I mean, I, I agree with that completely. And I actually always tell my girls I'm going to work when I go to an audition mm -hmm. I never say, Mommy has an audition, A, because that's just gross. I don't want them ever repeating that. My mom goes on auditions. <laughs> but it be, A, it's more work than the real work. Sure. You know? So like technically when I'm not working, that is my job. You I know? totally agree with you. My nanny thinks that too. So hopefully she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got to work today. So if you could come a little bit earlier. But it is. It's all work. You know, yeah. it's the prep and then the hair and the makeup and then the I mean, driving. It's and half your day. Hair, makeup, getting there, learning the lines. Yeah. And it gets harder as you get older. Am I right on that? All of it. The learning yes. of the lines? 100%. God. And I, well, and also, I now have this new, newly developed um, nervousness that I've never had before. Okay. I used to go into rooms yep. without any nerves and be like, you know, that must just be a young confidence thing. That has completely left the building. So now I have to be completely off book. Otherwise, it'll I, go out. It, it's your like, head. Yeah, yeah. It's a total nightmare. I used to be able. I was notorious as a child. I could literally read something once, maybe twice. And pretty much know it. Mm -hmm. I had like a photographic memory. And it's served me really well throughout the years. Um, but and I can it still sometimes works, but ever since I had a kid, it's like I've lost that. The mom brain thing is real. It's real. It's totally real. It I've, gets worse with another one too. Uh, so if you're gonna have more, get ready for that. Oh god, I feel like I just have like early onset amnesia. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it gets harder and harder. And I agree with you, the nerves are it's weirder. I used to feel like uh, exhilarated if I kind of was off book, but not really because anything could happen in the room. Yeah. And now that is terrifying to me. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm just the thought flounder. of going into a room with like producers in it. Sometimes I'll be sitting in a waiting room and I'm like, I really don't want to go in there right now. Like yeah. it sounds so scary. <laughs> Something I've done for 26 years. Suddenly I'm like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. If you ever get a chance to sit on the other side, like I was a reader for um, a casting director once mm -hmm. as a favor, and I've also done it in theater when I've right. either choreographed or assistant directed and watched people come in. Man, you have a whole different side. You see a whole different side of auditioning, and it gives you a lot of empathy for yourself. And also um, it made me less nervous, weirdly enough, when I – ever had that next audition because I realized that as the person sitting there even though some of us might look like we are just drinking our lemonades with rest, resting bitch face the fact of the matter is I want you to be good yeah you walk in and I want you to I want you to succeed mm -hmm. there's nothing about me sitting there that doesn't want you to have a great audition right 
And I think sometimes you walk in and it doesn't feel that way. It why feels can't like they people be nice are like, sometimes? I know. Like, why can't you be nice? And it's I think not it's, hard. It's not. And I think when you're just sitting in the same space, and it's not an excuse because I'm always very nice to actors. Um, I think because I am one, I'm, I'm, I'm of empathetic to yes, it. Yes, of course. But when you're sitting in the same space all day and people around you are annoying you, or you're getting notes or whatever you're dealing right, you with your life the same thing over and over again and you're hearing stuff that maybe is not the way you want to hear it you right. do you start to become annoyed yep and it's it's nothing personal it's unfortunately you're just kind of you got to get past that yeah people really need to and the people who you're auditioning for are not usually actors so they don't get it either right exactly oh so there's yeah, that totally um okay while we're on the subject do you have any specific worst audition moments that you can think of I mean, I could think of like 17 right now (laughs) off the top of my head. I mean, recently, even like I think it was six months ago, I was reading for someone and she was doing the camera and then there was like a reader next to her, but she was on her phone. And it was so distracting. So what, that like, talking or texting? No, like scrolling and texting and like checking her Facebook. I don't know what she was doing, oh. but it was so upsetting, you know, because you're just like, I've prepared for this. I'm here. Like, you can't put your phone down for one second. Oh, that makes me nuts. But I would say my worst audition experience was only because it was embarrassing is I sat down at an audition and it was at Warner Brothers and I had to walk really far like wherever they made me park it was the other end and like I got there and I was all stressed out and I sat down and I crossed my legs and I hear a rip (gasps) and it's in my tush right right where the right where you don't want it to be it was right there no and I totally freaked out it was a test (gasps) And um, but a test by the way it guys is the last last audition yeah it's like a screen test and of course, I was crying because I was like, it was like doing that like panicky, like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? And I was in the bathroom, like, you know, and the casting director gave me like a sweater to put around, like wrap around my, you know, oh, waist. God. So then I hated my outfit, thinking about my pants. Of I course. definitely didn't get that job. I mean. Well, you're totally in your head at that yeah. point. That's <laughs> was like awful. only me. That would only happen to me. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's terrible. But yeah, I just think every day there's always, you know, there's the good rooms and the bad rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, there's rooms where you're like, you know, before you even start reading, there's no point in you reading. You know, yep. they don't. They're you're not the person getting the job. Um, and then there's the other ones where you like think you did really great, and then you don't hear anything. And then there's the ones where you think you sucked and you get it. So it's like you just don't yeah, know. I know it can be a little bit of a crapshoot. I actually had a a manager tell me that they just like your your audition really happens within the first ten seconds. I fully believe that. I fully believe that too. Because you're, they're literally looking at you, A, so could this person be right? B, you say like one or two lines and they pretty much decide, I think, right then and there if you are or aren't. So why give us 12 pages? Well, yeah. So that's my problem. Yeah. Or here's the other thing that I love, which is <laughs> what I'm going to do later this afternoon. Here's 12 pages. We only want you to do three. We might want you to do the other nine. Right. So you have to be prepared. <laughs> I got I got to know all 12. Yeah. It's like a test in college, like in high school or college. Like- exactly. No, exactly. That's it. So, you know. But- I have a friend whose name will not be mentioned. She's an actress. And she, if she gets 12 pages of sides or anything above like eight, she pulls them out. And when she gets in the room, she'll be doing the scene and she'll pretend like she didn't get them. You're kidding. Because she's just like, I can she's do over it. I yeah. can do eight and that's all I can. That's yeah, all my she's brain, like, I'm, brain I'm capacity. I'm just so sick of getting there and preparing 12, but they only want me to do three or, you know, she had like hit her breaking point like two years ago. Yeah. And so she pulls, I just think that's such a like hardcore move. Oh, like yeah, she that's just pulls baller. those sides out. She's like, 
yeah. throwing these away. Yeah. No, I didn't get them. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, do you want me to go look at them? You want me to look at that other, those other three Right, pages? you could wind up screwing yourself because they're like, okay, well, you could step back outside. Here's this. And then now you're like, audition's like three hours. because I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to learn your lines. Stupid lines. <laughs> um, have you ever, you probably have never done this. You probably never slummed it. Have you ever gone out for commercials? I did before, yeah, when I was younger. Actually, my very first like professional, professional job was a Golden Grams commercial. commercial. And I lived in San Francisco at the time. I booked it there, but they filmed it here. So they flew my mom and I down here and we stayed oh. at the Four Seasons. Wow. It was Golden like, Rams. talk about making it. I mean, yeah. it was like, well, I've peaked at 12. <laughs> this is all over for me. <laughs> Did you have to eat it over and over? Over and over and over and over. And of course, when you're young, you're like, I'm just going to eat it. I love Golden Grams. Of course. And then you're like, I do not like Golden Grams. I have to get rid of these. <laughs> and it's probably ruined it for you for the rest of your life. Probably. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, I want to back up a little bit to when we were young and in the biz. <laughs> and um, so when you were uh, when you were in like high school, okay, did you go to a normal high school? Ish. You went to I, a professional. So I did. I went to a school called Loxa, which is the LA County High School of the Arts. Okay, um, and it it was no, it was normal ish. You know, it's in downtown LA. They have music art, you know, visual art, theater, and dance. Um, and then junior year, I got the practice. So okay. then I left and then did it um, like on set independently. Got it. And were, were people at your high school, were they all in the biz? Or it was no, just... you know, the thing with the school is they actually don't like people to be, you know, pursuing their career while they're there. They think you get the tools and then you go and do your thing. But I was already acting before I was in high school. Okay. So um, I don't think they really made an exception for me. I don't think they were very happy, you know, when I would leave early for an audition or have to work. But got to do what you got to do. Yeah, totally. Um, so did you, let's talk about dates worst dates so were you did you date a lot in high school Mm. no very much like you I was a serial monogamist Mm -hmm. I had a boyfriend in high school um from your name was Lucas Guerin definitely thought I was gonna marry Lucas such a lovely guy um and yeah I think we were together for like two years oh wow yeah and then I had another long-term relationship after that and then I had a long period of time maybe like a year where I dated a bunch of guys and then I met my husband. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you've really just had like two or three and then yeah. in for the long haul. In for the long haul. I signed um, up for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about the middle? Yeah, let's talk about the, the middle. middle long relationship. So, this is a, a funny story. I went to a play date the other day with a mom who I did not know. She's in our preschool and she texted me and she was like, you know, you want to come to our house and I want to have you over. And it was right when all of the stories had come out about James and, you know, whatever was going on with him. Okay. And, um, is it, oh, the recent things. Yeah. All the about James stuff. Franco. And everyone. she literally just wanted to like grill me on oh, him no. and what he was like. And do I believe it? And I finally said, I'm like, do you want to talk about your boyfriend from 15 years ago? Like, <laughs> who did you date? You know, it's just so weird. That like, I don't weird. mind talking about it, but I always just find well, it you're so not, fascinating. You, yeah. I mean, you don't, you're not still friendly. I mean, we email from time to time. Uh You know, I emailed him um, when he won the Golden Globe. And actually, I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. I listened to it obsessively, and he was on it. And he had told a story about when we were dating that I forgot even happened. And so I emailed him, like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're fine. Yeah. You know, like, did I hate him for a long period of time? Of course. But every girl does that when they break up with somebody. Of course. You know, he, you know, yeah. But you guys met. 
on I mean, you never met before no, before you we did met whatever, on whatever it takes. takes. Cuz that was really his first. I mean, he had just done the he had just done the James Dean. No, he hadn't even he done, hadn't that, done yet. that yet. Yeah, I think he like that was his thing. That was his thing. Oh, yeah. he was on Freaks and Geeks. Oh, right. So, oh, right, of but course. he had only done like you know a, a season of that. Yeah. So whatever it takes was kind of like a it was a huge role for him. And then I think he had, he had gotten the James Dean thing, and that was going right to be after. his next thing. Yeah. But that's kind of where you guys met, and then yep. you started dating yeah. after that. Yeah. Five years. Five years. Wow. Yeah. That's a long relationship. It was. That's yeah. long. I mean, I think I dated the guy I was dating at the time, Jeff. We dated for four, four and a half. Yeah. And it felt like, I mean, an eternity when of you're course. like young. Yeah. Um, but that's great. Um, you know, it's hard. I think like, where do you, if, when you do this job, like where do you meet people? You where have else to. do you meet people on set? But of don't course. you feel like so happy that your husband isn't an actor? Yes. I mean, we he was. Okay. Well, he's a recovering actor. Um, but we met in a theater company. Okay. Yes, I'm glad he has other interests. Yeah. And he has a career that is outside of this business. Mm-hmm. Acting will always be a love and it will always be a passion and probably more than anything a a hobby and an interest. But it's right. not the focus of career life. Right. Um, anymore. I think it was for him when he was young. But yeah, I'm... the. It's too weird sometimes having two people doing the exact same thing. The competition inherently, whether it, it it's it feels competitive or not, it just is. It's you're competing with someone's time. You're competing with someone's, um, you know, um, you say be here, I say I okay. Like that's the nature of this business. I need you tomorrow. They want to see you at three. You're flying out here. I mean. Yeah. You're literally sometimes putting everything else on the back burner for your job. Mm-hmm. And I think when two people are doing that, it makes it very hard. Yeah. And I think it's also just in our nature to have that sort of like, you know, green monster inside of you where you aren't going after the same part, obviously. So it's not like, oh, I can't believe you got that and I didn't. But you, we both want the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're both going after the same thing. My husband's a very good sport, but I can't say that like standing on the side of a red carpet and holding my purse is something he enjoys. What about the scene from, um, is it Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes. Where she's on the red carpet yeah. and he's just standing there with his purse. I yeah. die laughing at, I mean, with her yeah. purse because that's like so every red carpet. Totally. I always tell guys. him, I'm like, would love for you to be there. You know, I'd love to share this with you, but I also know that I'm working. This is not just a party for me. So if you don't want to come, I fully respect that. Or if right. you want to come in to the after party, I fully respect that too. Whatever makes you the most comfortable. I think it's really scary to go to those things by yourself, though. It's horrible. Like, I went to the Hollywood Darlings premiere, and for some reason in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going that night. I got it in the calendar, got dressed, and I'm driving there, and I'm like, I should have brought someone to this. What yes. am I doing? Well, yeah. Because then you <laughs> just end so up scary. feeling like lame. You're like, like walking I just knew around that, like, like you three would be there, and I all know you. But then it's like, no, that's their premiere. They're not fucking hanging out with you, you right. weirdo. I know, because then, you, and that's the thing that sucks. You feel like it's your party, and you don't get to see anyone. Right. You don't ha- get any food. I barely got a drink. I, I was like, damn it, this was such a fun night. I feel like it was. I feel like everybody had a good time. It was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, that can it can be really hard. I actually went out for the Disaster Artist. Oh, you did. I did, and. Um, I read for it. It was like, it was a, uh, I, well, I don't think it was, I didn't think it was like a huge role at the time. Read for it, whatever. Didn't hear anything. Fine. And then um, like a month later, I found out, oh, they cast Kate Upton. Oh. Cool. I don't think I was going to get that job, guys. Well, I have one. Uh, I don't know that she and I are really, 
really the no, same? No, I think Stephen's laughing. What are you trying to say, Stephen? No, I just think that it just audition seems so funny when it's like the difference between who is cast and who is trying out for. I mean, it. and you're like, what were they even looking for? I know. Why? Did you, why? why put me through that? Why would we? I would have felt better if like Kermit the Frog had gotten it. <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, well, I get it. You were going a real different type. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't compete with the Uptons of the world. Uh, um, <laughs> um, well, I had such a blast with you on Hollywood Darlings. So fun. And I'm so glad that you came. Can we tell the best part that. of that? The, the best story. Sure. The fire story. Oh, God, yes. Whenever ever somebody asked me, like, totally what was it? Like, I'm like, well, happened. I almost died, but then Christine Lincoln saved me. <laughs> So, okay. You've been hiding this. I know. Okay, so there's two parts of You probably of the, blocked it out of your mind. I did. I, I always block things out. Um, but that was an insane night. There were two things that happened in the episode, um, which you guys probably saw. Uh, so you better we, have seen it. You better have seen it. Go watch it um, now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a flashback to the 90s, and then we have this other part that um, is all of us in, in present day. So when we were doing all the flashback stuff, we decided that we were filming that over two nights, and it was at this house, and it was supposed to be Will Friedle's house, et cetera, et cetera. So we're there all night. It's an all-night shoot. We're... I think you were in, we were filming something. It was very late. Um, I think it was almost like 11, 11 midnight. We were probably going to go till four in the morning type yeah. thing. Um, but I think you were in a back room. No, I was in my trailer. You were in your trailer. Yeah. Um, and the trailers were all parked out front of these houses because we were in a neighborhood. And the three of us had finished this scene. And then as we, we run out of the room, um, I see some of the crew members in this other room and they're all like walking out to the street and I see several of them going, oh my God, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it looks really close like that. I'm like, what are they looking at? And I walk down the stairs and out and I see this huge red cloud of smoke and I'm like, what's that? And someone's like, I think it's a fire. And I'm like, holy shit, that's really close. So I walk back in and Will... Our first AD is like, all right, we're going again. And I'm like, like, but um, we're about to burn. Um, there's a, there's a fire. He's like, huh? I'm like, there looks like there's a fire. And he's like, okay, all right, well, let's just go real quick. <laughs> Cause I don't think he like got what was happening. So I think we did one more take. And then I see Zach, our prop master come through and his face, his poor little face. He looked like a deer in headlights. He was like, there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like Chicken Little. And I was like, okay, that's what scared me the most. So yeah. we all run out of the house. Everyone all of a sudden is like, all right, guys, there's a fire. We should probably start evacuating. We need to get our in our cars and move the cars off the street in the event that they were going to have to bring in um, fire trucks up to that side. So everybody's like freaking out. I like run to the trailer. I like grab all my shit. I throw it in my car and I'm like, and I'm just like driving away to where ba- the, the idea was that we were all going to go to crew parking, which was um, pretty like far. Maybe, yeah, it was like five or six miles away. And that's where we were going to convene. So I'm driving down the hill and I'm like, <gasps> Marla, <laughs> <laughs> who knows where the fuck she is? I hadn't seen her in like a, like an hour or more. Putting that fire out. That's did anybody was. tell her? Like people were just running amok. And I'm like, did anybody knock on her door? Everyone I'm just, just having, scattered. Like, yeah. Yes, and yes. I'm having visions of Marla, like literally doing like a crossword yeah. or like Sudoku and like all of a sudden like smelling smoke and being like, what's happening? So I call you. <laughs> I mean, I wish you still had that voicemail. I call you and she doesn't answer. And I'm literally like, Marla, it's Christine. <laughs> so um, I don't know. If you're going to get this, but we were evacuated. 
literally her message like not even a joke and i was you like still have it <laughs> you should look back Can at your you deleted messages that far i don't know oh, hold on continue telling the story while i look i was like we were evacuated and um i just i feel terribly right now because i don't know if anyone has told you this um but you should probably if you cannot get a ride <laughs> if you get it. this i will double back and come back and pick you up mm-hmm. um but please just be safe and don't <laughs> get burned by the fire <laughs> Don't get burned. I mean, I was, I was like, a, I was like freaking out. Everybody else was. Jody literally went and like had a cigarette. She was like, oh, wait, it's, it's fine. It's she like over. drove like two blocks away and was like, so I'll just have a cigarette. Freaking out. I know. Why is everyone freaking out? So basically, you saved my life. Thank you. Thank I tried you. to. Thank you. I tried wow. to. It was fine. They were. And they ended up putting out the fire actually very quickly, mm-hmm. and then we all came back from crew parking and continued on. So you just hung out the whole time. <laughs> No, I mean, once I, I did like see smoke. I think an AD at one point finally told me to move my car. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I better get on this. This yeah. seems like kind of serious. And then I like I think my phone was on mute and then I looked down at it. And there was a missed call from you. <laughs> and I called Will, too, because I did also was me? like, where's Will? Oh, Will, yeah. Will Friedel. Was he? he was like in the back room, like like hanging out. Oh, right. He had that private, that weird private room all to himself. <laughs> it's so, so bizarre. Uh, the things we do. Um, I was really, I really was so into going back to the nineties though. In that episode, the best time, the best. Yeah, I really miss it. I know. I miss like the fashion. I miss the music. I know. I think I just miss my youth. The platform. Of. I think that's really what this is. Yeah, I just miss looking eighteen. Yeah. Those were the days. Those Although were you still the days. look 18. Stop it. What do you do? Start it. Can you share it with us? <laughs> Don't. I actually was just looking at myself the other day feeling like I look very old. I feel like I, I need a lot something. of filters. I think maybe you commented on it or maybe it wasn't you. I don't even remember. But somebody, I posted a picture and within like five seconds, some troll wrote, Marla, you look old. Ew. And, you know, there's going to be like 50 nice comments. But that one, oof, that, that one messed up my day. Oh, Yeah. It sucks. Old. Old? How dare you? Well, and something happens. You know, you have you have babies. You have two. Mm-hmm. I have one. And, man, they suck it out of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at a picture of, like, just a year ago, and I feel like in a year, some yeah. of the life has been sucked out. I need to, I don't know what I need to do. It's like the lack of sleep finally catches up with you and just not doing the things you used to do for yourself. You yes. Know? Yeah, I do very little for myself now. I used to get a lot more facials. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I don't spend the money on myself That's anymore. That's the other thing, yeah. I don't, I mean... You're building I, a house. You don't have time for a facial. I don't have time for a facial. <laughs> I don't have the money for a facial. Um, and I'm anything I buy, I buy for her, mm-hmm. you know? Or I t- get, you know, take her to a class or right. get a museum membership or whatever it is. So it's fine. Um, but no, I don't, I don't really... Uh, I try to wash my face. That's really it. I just try to wash and I do some Botox. I've been, I'm honest about that. That's good. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. You know, I I had considered doing more, but I can't. What else would you do? You look perfect. Why? Thank you. Like what else needs to be done? I don't know. I feel like there's something going on by like, there's a sunkenness, but I can't do anything because I'm deathly afraid of needles. Oh, really? So I but the Botox it. doesn't bother you? No, it does bother me. I've talked about it on the podcast. I almost I almost faint every time from anxiety. Seriously? Yeah. I don't... Oh, my god, It's bad. Oh, my goodness. It's horrible. Even after birthing a child? I know. doesn't make no sense. It Everything else feels no sense. pretty easy after that. <laughs> I, was more, I was more scared of the IV when I went in than I was of By actually pushing a child By the way, I, I do think that's out. the worst part. It's awful. I hate an IV. I do too. It's horrific. And knowing that it's not going to come out anytime soon, like once that thing goes in, it's in. It's in and then you're stuck to this like 
thing every Whole, time you walk around. I know. Um, what were your births like? You have two girls. So, yes, I have two girls. So, Elliot, my oldest daughter, her birth I was induced because she had like some crazy health problems. So, they didn't want me going into labor. Okay. My youngest daughter, Olive, she came at 34 weeks out of nowhere. Oh. And so, yeah. So, I went into labor in the middle of the night, not knowing I was in labor. I just thought like I felt kind of funny and then I woke my husband up and I said, you know, I'm really having a lot of trouble breathing and then I passed out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He said I was like, he was like slapping my face. I don't remember any of this. And then when when I woke up, we decided to go to the hospital, which was smart because I was having a baby. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, you passed out like from the pain? No, I think just like the hormone shift oh, okay. or just the labor or something. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, we never got to the bottom of that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the least of the problems once I got to the hospital. Um, yeah, so she was born early, and she's awesome, and everything was good. That's great. Yeah, it was obviously very scary. I was like, no, she can't come out yet. We have to keep her in there. Yeah. Um, but there was no doing that. It was no. too late to have any intervention, so she was on her way. <laughs> can't hold it in. <laughs> cannot hold that in. Cannot you know, sew up It's not like area. holding your pee. Mm-mm. It just doesn't. No. And no. by the way, after you have a baby, you, you also hold can't your hold your pee. Your pee. Yeah, no, nope. that's, a, that's a no thank you. Yeah. And trampolines. God forbid you get some sort of a cough. Yeah. <laughs> cough, trampolines, um, sneezing. Yeah, sometimes um, an upward position on a spin bike gets ooh, me. Okay, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, even uh, laughing too hard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things, a lot yeah. of things. Stephen learns so much. We have a, I have a lot of friends that have had, you know, come on and talked about baby stories. And I just feel like it's such an education. For oh, you. I'm just going to be so prepared. <laughs> so prepared. I mean, and also maybe turned off. And just completely. completely afraid. And yeah. completely just grossed out and terrified by everything. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I don't know about you, but I thoroughly enjoyed the whole process. I mean, even with Olive when she came like in a weird way. I thought it was like such an adventure, you know, it was just so fun and the nurses were so great. My doctors were so great and I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. Mine was a little scary. Um, I hope the next time if we can have another one, I hope that I, I think now that I know what happened the first time, what happened? like I I I will be, um, I just, it was just not what I planned at all. It was so not textbook. Um, my cervix wouldn't open, but my water had leaked and so that they were nervous about infection. Mm-hmm. So I was just in the, I was in the hospital for a very long time, but I wasn't like making progress. Okay. And it was just very like, Oh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go in. We're going to have to C-section and all this yeah. stuff. And then eventually he was able to kind of open the cervix. Oh, so you didn't have to have a C-section. No. Oh, great. And then I was able to have her and she came really fast. Great. Um, so that all of that was cool. And w- once it all started, it was like, all right, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know what I'm doing and I've prepared for this. Yeah. And then she came out, the cord was wrapped around her head twice, oh and then it was a little scary for a minute. And Allah was texting the whole time. And Allah broke into my freaking birth, and he's like texting all my friends. What do you mean broken? He just like, like rolled in? Came, yeah, he just rolled into the hospital. I'm like, what are you doing here? Oh you can, we'll, we'll put a link to that old episode. That yeah. was a good one. <laughs> yes, that whole experience. I mean, at least there's some comedic relief there, because that sounds really scary. I know. And I mean, actually, Brandon said... That because our whole plan was just it was just going to be the two of us in the room. My parents weren't even here yet. She came a week early. Mm -hmm. So um, so like Brandon was kind of like, oh, God. And then he was like, actually, it was really sort of nice because it was a long time we were there. Yeah. Um, So to have somebody else for the actual pushing, he didn't stay. No, he went behind a curtain. Yeah, I was going to say that feels a little that's a little for comfort. Yeah, no. Although he's already saying, he's like, just let me know when you get pregnant again. He's like, I will make sure that I put the dates on my calendar. I'm like, you are not coming. I think I have to tell him 
Like, I think I have to tell him a different day. Or like a decoy. Different hospital. Send somebody to a different hospital yeah. and then... Yeah, just be like, we changed our minds. We're not doing it with the same doctor. We're going to a different hospital yeah, this time. Totally. Oh yeah, God. we didn't have anyone in our births either. It was just us. It's a Which lot. Which my mom is still like enraged about. You she know? wanted to be she there? She wanted to be there. Oh, But really? then it's like, then the mother-in-law has to be there. And that's a, a lot of hard note for room me. looking at my nether regions. Yes, it's like a really personal thing. Yeah. You know, like you're really at your most vulnerable right there. Oh, yeah. And you can't even see what's going on. As you shouldn't. No. Who wants to see that? No. I, I had a friend. This is so TMI. I'm really sorry. But she was like a few days after having a baby, like take a mirror down there and see what's going on. It's important. You know, she's yeah. a whole like know your body. I don't need to know my body like that. Okay. That was a, <laughs> it was a nightmare. Brandon says to me often, I will never forget that image of the head. Oh. Coming out, he's like, I just will never forget that. The he watermelon was like, coming out of a blueberry. Yes, he was like, it was like something out of Alien. I've just never witnessed that before in my like. He's like, it, it will be burned into my brain. Oh, forever. great! I'm great. like, oh, so we're okay. never having sex again. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we'll try to unburn it, or at least put it, lock it away have for to, a like, minute. Get him hypnotized to get that out of his head. Seriously, so he never sees that image again. <laughs> um. So, like, I mean, motherhood throws a curveball into everything. Yeah. Especially career yeah. and all of that. I don't know if you felt this way. I mean, I fully felt like this um, after my first daughter. It, I went a whole year without working. Yeah. And, it, I, you know, I don't regret it for a second. No. Um, but, you know, it changed things for sure. It changes where you're going to go work. You know, you can't audition for the movie in Bulgaria anymore, really. Right, right. Um. I mean, you can, but I just feel like they're so young still, you yeah. know, to be like doing all of that. But um, I mean, I have worked out of town, but it's it's hard. It's hard. And yeah, it definitely changes your priorities. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for me, like I had her in March and then we started filming season one of Hollywood Darlings in September. Oh, wow. So that even felt yeah. and I did a few things in the summer, but it was mostly voiceover and I would leave for four or five hours mm-hmm. and come back. I think I did one day on something. Um, which is a much different story. Yeah. Um, but even at like six months, it was like, I could do it, but man, my, like to turn my brain back around and get into work mode was definitely a shift. So for me, the way I do it, and I don't think this is the right way, but it's the way that works for me. So if I'm with my kids, I try not to think about work and I will turn my phone off or put it in the other room. Yep. Um, Lord knows I've never turned my phone off in my life. That thing is (laughs) begging to be shut off. Um, but and I really just try to not think about it, you yeah. know, as it's hard. And then the same thing with work, which on the flip side feels kind of weird, too. But I know that they're taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully one of them is in school or, you know, I know who's picking them up. Right. If there's an emergency, someone will find me. And I really just try to focus as much attention. But I had a therapist who told me that when you're a mom, 80 percent of your brain is always with them no matter what you're doing. And yeah. then when you have a second one, it's like pretty much impossible to not yeah. think about them all the time. Of course. And track them and, you know. Of course. It makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's, so both of your girls are in school now. Um, yeah. So my older daughter's in school full time. She's in kindergarten. And then my little one's three days a week. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're kind of in a nice sweet spot where at it's least. It's getting easier. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's getting a little easier. You're a little like. Like everything's easier. We just went on a vacation and over Christmas and it's like I didn't have to bring diapers or sippy cups right. or it felt very free. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time I've had to do that or haven't had to do that in a while. That's really nice. Yeah. I know the packing and the organizing of the stuff is just. 
It's and crazy. It, I mean, it, and I know, like, yes, my husband could do it, but I'm such a control freak. Like, God about, forbid he forgets a nail clipper or something. Or it's like, like you're dead the most, to me. like, yeah, a nail clipper or like the most important thing before you guys got here, I put my daughter to uh, down for a nap, which I always do when we sh- um, record on Fridays. And she was going, wee wee, wee wee which is her little lamb. I don't know why it's called Wee Wee. Wee Wheat. I don't, sometimes the name changes. Aww. And I was like, yes, sweetie, I will try to find it. And I closed the door and I was like, fuck, where is the fucking Wee Wheat? And I'm like, well, I'm like running around the house. You never find it Can't in those find Wee Wheat. Can't like, and there's one. We, I've looked for one of these things just so I can have a backup. Cannot find it anywhere. Uh, limited edition Wee Wee. Limited Damn edition Wee Wee. And so then I finally found it in the car. I came back and she was literally had opened the door and was standing at the door again going, Wee Wee. And I was like, I found it. I found it. And I was like, Whoo. <sighs> you know, got her down. Oh, came back that was in. A close and I was like, one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Crisis averted. Crisis averted. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Uh, so you said you were going to start a podcast. Uh, that was a short-lived career. Okay. It was a short-lived career for what, me. What happened? Um, you know, sometimes you're just not good at everything, and that's okay. okay. You don't have to shine in every area, guys. Um, so, you know, I'm obsessed with podcasts. Equally as obsessed with Stern. I love listening to podcasts. Um, I just think, again, it's a great way, since my, my mind is a dark place, uh-huh. if I'm driving, I listen to the podcast instead of my thoughts. It's really interesting. If there's music on, it triggers something, you go off into your head. For some reason, I have learned that if I listen to a podcast about like, I don't know what, the keto diet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll be just thinking about that, you know? Uh Anyway, so... My a good friend of mine, Kim Moffat, who you know from oh, know, L- uh, Love of Show. Yeah. So she was like, "You need to do a podcast. You're funny, and like everybody wants to hear your podcast. Let's do it." And for like six months, she was like, "Podcast." And I'm like, "I, I sure, yeah, let's do a podcast." So we did. Um, like, I mean, I, in my eyes, it was a trial for Kim. It was episode one. Um, with my dear friend Rachel Lee Cook, she came on it, and she was great. But then when I heard the edit, I was like, "But who's the annoying person that's talking to her?" <laughs> It's this guy right here. Didn't want to hear my voice. I talk too much. I talk too fast. I mean, yeah, it was just like bad. You're like, I'm done. Yeah, so I retired. So (laughs) I retired from podcasts. (laughs) But you don't think that you could take your own notes and maybe. Probably. But you probably could. But you just decided I don't care. I don't need to. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it annoyed me that much. I'm going to be honest. I was like, God, this I'm so irritating. Never talk again, Marla, ever. (laughs) You know what? I I applaud your um, I applaud your bravery for doing it. Thank you. And then for also saying to yourself, I don't like this. And I say no. Yeah, I I like being guests on podcasts like I've done this many times and I love it. It's so fun. It is fun. I'm going to keep doing just people's shows. Great. My own. Okay. Yeah. Fabulous. Will we will that one ever get released? No. No. No, that's that's a no. No, no. <laughs> Can we get Rachel Lee Cook to come on and talk about it? Probably. Okay. All right. Just, that's the to... entire podcast is just asking her about that experience. Exactly. But Rachel and I did come up w- when we were doing that podcast that we want to start a podcast called like Who's Made Out with Shane West because <laughs> that's why I'm asking you because you have to come on our podcast. Damn it. Who's, who's Made Out with Shane West because I it's everybody. Everybody. No, you should have I had that totally... damn boyfriend, man. I know. Yeah. Damn it, I didn't make out with him. But I feel like there's somebody else that, oh, well, did you ever make out with Andrew Keegan? 
Obviously. Okay. Well, here's we another go. one. So maybe the show should be called Who's Made Out with Shane West and or Andrew Keegan. Yeah, slash Andrew Keegan. I mean, then Andrew that Keegan, even widens the pool. What a babe. And when I saw him at your premiere, I definitely still had that moment of like, uh, Andrew Keegan just hugged me. Uh huh. Even though he's so silly now. I know, but he's so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Whatever happened to his brother? Casey? Casey. Um, well, he was a promoter for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, clubs. And right. I remember seeing him at Sundance and he had just like shirt off. And I was like, dude, it's freezing. What? Um, <laughs> he's like, hey, what's going on? Oh, that's so um, interesting. I don't know. I think he's sort of still in that in the that club. scene. I the club so. scene, which is why I haven't seen him because yeah. mommy doesn't go to the club. Oh, no. There's no I was no never clubs. really that person. Were you? I think I tried. Like Vanessa, we have a mutual friend, Vanessa Evigan, yes. who I love. I love Vanessa, We too. went through a phase, you know, where we were like, we're going to go to the what club. What clubs did you go to? Do you remember that club Vinyl? It was on Vine and Sunset-ish. Anyone? Mm. Oh, wait. Yes, I think I do. I mean, I was Shane West, again, for the millionth time, at Vinyl. At Vinyl, okay. Um, and it was when he was living with Aaron, because I remember Aaron was there also. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I put in like a solid two months of that life. And okay. then... Like, people are always like, you were a child actor. I don't know if they ask you this, but like, why didn't you get into drugs? I'm like, because I'm like a nerd. I don't go to the, no one's ever offered them to me. You know, I I just. I think people just know not to. I'm not giving off the right vibes for the drugs. No. They're like looking at me and they're like, yeah, not our brand. And then they're like like, moving on, (laughs) you know. Um, But yeah. Uh, But uh, no, I, I went to a few back in the day. Um, like Le Doux, mm-hmm. um, My House. I don't know My House. Um, those were like, I went to like a few, like a smattering right. of them. Yeah. But yeah, they weren't really, they weren't my thing either. Mm-mm. Because here's the problem. You go, there's music playing. People are all standing around like drinking and looking at each other and they're on their phones. No one's like really dancing. Right. If I go to a club, all I want to do is dance. That's right. the point. Because well, you're a good club. dancer. Well, and also nobody like, wants to see me dance. That's another thing that's not on the special skills on my resume. That did not make the cut. <laughs> Podcast and dancing. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But I like that's the whole thing for me. And I don't. And I remember distinctly going. I had been in Atlanta for Christmas, and um, I think I'd gone out and had you know drinks one night at a bar, and everything is just totally different there, right? Yeah. So you have a couple drinks. You like dance. You know, you it's you've spent maybe twenty dollars. And it's been a whole night and you come home. Uh, a few days later, my friend and I go to my house, which was some, you know, swanky, stupid club. And I knew some DJ who was spinning. So I was like, we'll go. And she's like, okay. We walk in and I'm like, oh, two vodka sodas. And they were like, that'll be forty-seven fifty. What are you talking about? I'm not even kidding. Each one was something ridiculous. Each like what? stupid drink was like $17. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait ho- hold on because i had just been used to paying like ten dollars yeah. for As two drinks should. and i looked at my girlfriend and we watched all these stupid people standing around we had like three sips of our drink they were done because they were all ice uh, and i looked at her and i went do you want to go across the street to the woods yes do you absolutely. Just go to a dive bar the hole and then in the wall that's when like my dive my love of dive bars do you know started. the chimney sweep of course. It's the best one, right? So it's I love best. that place. That's and at Christmas, more my vibe too. It's my, it's my real favorite because they put all of the lights up. Mm-hmm. And they have the fecal popcorn, which yeah, I the, totally love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've touched that. Oh, I've gotten in there. I, I love I've just like a strong drink. Yeah. You know, and the vibe, like the Three's Company vibe that's going on there. Golden I just, tea. I mean. What's golden tea? It's a golf game. 
It's one of my favorite like art little stupid arcade golf games. Oh, great. Yeah, they've just revamped some of their games in there. That was a that was a real favorite. I've had some good times. Yeah, that suite. place is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into that. I'm really into a dive bar. I don't need the flash. No. It does nothing for me. No. Actually, I think my girlfriend for her birthday, she did this great thing where she got the uh, Rasta bus. What is this? It's a bus. Steven knows. I have a friend who does the tours. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, she does the tours. Oh, my gosh. So basically, it's a party bus, but it's more like if you want to smoke pot on the bus, they don't care. Wait, That's this pretty is pretty so much genius. what it is. My, one of my best friends called me this morning, and her husband's turning 40, and she's like, what should I do for oh, him? Oh, she's getting a Rasta bus. they love this shit. Yeah. You is should it totally really called do that. The Rasta, I'm going to write it's this down. It's really called the Rasta bus. Literally called the Rasta They're bus. They're colorful. Like they, you, I see them. Any, yeah. Anytime I'm in Hollywood, I'll see a Rasta bus. Yeah. Oh and gosh. it's it's like a full day tour. Like it's a full comprehensive tour of LA. And what are we getting tour? Like what's the tour? But you can also just rent the bus and say this is what we want to do. Okay. Like for instance, Rasta my friend. Rastabus.com, y'all. Yeah. This that's is it. not an ad. No. <laughs> my <laughs> friend who, and she's a big pothead, but she basically. No, so, are, so are these guys. So that's yeah. why I'm thinking about it. She wanted to just smoke a joint all night and drive around to different dive bars so she got the rasta bus she invited a bunch of friends and we we hit like three dive bars it was a great night that sounds so Sang fun some karaoke literally you know, sending this to her right now got a contact high private rides of wherever you want to go but yeah. i feel like they do hollywood or like la oh yeah i think they i think you're right steven i think they also do that yeah um, i feel like i've yeah because my friend has done has done tour guides for them oh. or done tour stuff for them. I don't know what up. I should ask her. <laughs> oh yeah. That would be fascinating. Yeah. I would just be curious like what, you know, the things that have happened on the Rasta bus. It's, people yeah, must get, can we so, just do a show about that? People must be so annoying when they get so high. It, that's, I always ask my Uber drivers when I'm not drunk, when I'm like of sound mind, <laughs> I'm like, give me some stories. Like yeah. what jokers are getting into your car? Especially totally. the ones who like only do the night shift. I know. By the way, I found a clip from that episode. <gasps> Stop it right now. Yeah, yeah and uh, a commercial. Do you want to see it really quickly? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he rigged it. He rigged it. God. Very nice. Wow. Very nice job. Wow. Look at his little face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What about him? He's what does he do? Is he pie. an actor still? Um, Chris is not in the business anymore, uh, but I believe he is a history teacher. Wow. Look at yeah. all these smart cast members. Do people do this to you a lot, which they do to me? Like, so often where they're like, why aren't you acting anymore? I've loved, <laughs> loved Step by Step. Uh, so what have you been doing? What you, have you been doing? Yeah, either what mm-hmm. have you been doing or are you still acting? Yeah. It That's makes a, me... I feel like every time I walk into a Gelson's, I just prepare myself for the, I used to love you. How come you don't act anymore? You're I just mean, like so good. It's like, the, it's like the online question that I think that bothers me the most because you're already online. You're taking the time to ask me if I'm still acting. It'd be real easy to Google me. Totally. You know, and then just fulfill that, that, you know that question or my other favorite is when they're like wait were you in like such and such and you're like no and well what have you been in and then you'll name like five things like "Mm, no i've never seen that (laughs) you're like ah let me tell you about this website it's called imdb (laughs) you could just look that up and then you'll figure out which one it is yeah exactly oh my god um 
Marla, it's such a joy to have you. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. Oh, good. Well, we I've loved having you, and I'm so happy you were able to come on Hollywood Darlings this season. Yes, me too. That was so fun. It was a blast. I've known all of you guys for so long I that know. it was just perfect. Um, so tell us where we can find you on social media. So you can find me um, on Instagram, Marla Sokoloff, which is not easy to spell, but M-A-R-L-A-S-O-K-O-L-O-F-F. Um, is that a Russian name? It is, but like no one in my family speaks Russian. There's no like direct Russian contact. We have nothing to do with the election. Um, <laughs> if this was 1942, you would be Marla Singer or something yeah, weird like that. Totally. You know, <laughs> um, I'm Russian too. Oh, I'm you Russian okay. and Czech. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I always felt a kindred spirit to you because yes. I knew that last name. You was knew Eastern that we Bloc had some sort like, of something. Heritage, man. yeah, heritage, absolutely. roots, people, huh? um, coffee. Yeah, I like the Instagram. I like the Instagram too. I love your Instagram. It's oh, so cute. Thanks. Such so a cute. It's yours. Instagram. I Thank love you seeing so your kids. Thank you. You're adorbs. <laughs> and you just, um, you just directed something. I did. I That's did. Exciting. I directed a short that I wrote. Um, and yeah, it's about LA preschools and how well. That was the short that we made was about L.A. preschools and how there's so many food allergies in it. Right. You know, it's more like a parody. Right. But um, we're making a series out of it, which is really exciting. Yeah. That's so great. now it's going to be and you're going to do an episode. I you're actually in the pitch when I sold it. You're okay, in great. the pitch. <laughs> um, and so I was like, Christine's going to do it because I'm going to tell her she's going to yeah, do it. Yeah, no, I'll obviously do anything. Obviously, she's doing an episode of this. Of course. Um, you scratch my back. I will totally... <laughs> Scratch yours. You don't have to be my podcast, though. Okay. So don't worry about that. We could <laughs> we could forget that favor. <laughs> That's exciting. What it, uh, is it going to be a digital series? It is going to be a digital series. Um, and yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, it's like all I wanted to do was like sell this series because, you know, I want to direct, you know, move into some directing stuff. That's like a huge passion of mine. And then I want to cast myself in my own things. Yeah, because why not? Absolutely. Um. And now it's like happening, but I have to write them. I was yeah. like, oh, well, it was way easier to write one. So I'm a little freaked out about that. Are you going to do, how many are you going to do, you think? Well, they're going to be six episodes, but it's um, like two or three sketches within each episode. Got it. So cool. It's a lot. That's yeah. great. And I'm really, really excited. I'm very happy for you. And what's Thank it called? Um, it's called Mommy Needs a Time Out. Yes, perfect. <clears throat> because basically every episode is going to end with me having some sort of like, I lose my shit, I can't take it anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, like everyday life. Pretty much. Pretty much What's everyday life. What's like? I would say it's pretty good uh, for the most part, but if I have like two or three days in a row of raging toddler and she's been sick, so it's been a mm. lot of whining and a lot of crying and a yeah. lot of like ADD of, I want to play with this. No, I don't want to play with this. I mm. want that. Mm. Ah, I don't want to eat. I do want to eat. Like, yeah. It's been a lot of like I'm living with a bipolar, crazy, small person. Yeah. Um, so after like two or three days, like on the third day, I start to like the nerves start to fray. And mm -hmm. I just need to get out by myself for like two hours, three hours. And then I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But um, yeah, it gets a little it gets a little rough. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. My patients, I feel like I mean, this is just me admitting something about my personality I'm not a patient person just in general like 37 years of me being like why isn't the car moving and like what you know I'm just like always on edge um so having kids really exacerbate that so mm -hmm. I'm just really working on that and meditating and medicating and <laughs> I love them so much but you know it's I, hard it's so interesting like there's no one I love more but nobody pisses me off more uh, totally I totally like, how get can it you make me so mad yeah <laughs> Well, and, you know, I think the older they get, they know how to push the buttons. I so. mean, and I have a very, I, my oldest daughter is my personality to a T. Like, she's strong-willed. And when I say, like, I'm taking that toy away, she will straight be like, 
take all the toys away. And then if I'm leaving her room, she's like, you forgot this one. Like she does it. She gets wow. zero Fs. Oh, like wow. there's nothing you could do to like upset her. You know, That's she's hard. just like, I don't care. That's hard. Yeah. So we're figuring that one out. <laughs> well, in 10 years, I will be wishing you lots of luck. Yes, I know. Two girls. <laughs> Yikes. Um, well, thanks again for coming Thank on. I'm so very much. excited. This was so fun. And we will keep you guys updated when you can see Marla's new series. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have you back on so you can talk oh, about it. Oh, that would be so great. Maybe it. after you film your episode. A- absolutely. I would love Perfect. that. Um, you can find me on social at YoLakin. And Stephen? You can always find me at Stephen Ray Morris. Follow us uh, for Worst Ever Podcast on social at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC on Twitter. If you have questions, comments, or want to suggest anything um, in terms of topics or guests, or write us some fan mail, we would love to read your stuff um, on the air. You can email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. We will be back next week with an all brand new episode, so stay tuned. Bye. 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 That was good. Thank you.